0: This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Grace Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkle Nay Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane.
1: Once again, welcome to Victory Lane. I am your host, Reverend Lawrence Grace Sr. Come with us now as we travel down the Highway of life, serving and building up the kingdom of God by the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Recruiting sinners who do not know Jesus in the pardon of, of their sins, while encouraging believers to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We are continuing with our teaching. In the book of Acts, we're looking at the 7th chapter in the part B of the 7th chapter, and we will be going to the 8th chapter. And God bless you. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we come to you this. We actually right now in the name of Jesus, have your way in this place. Bless them, Lord, and give them the blessing they stand in need of. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight as your word go forth to preach hearts and men and women, boys and girls, to make us better equipped men and women, Lord. We bless your name. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, illuminate my mind, loose my tongue. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart always be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, and for his sake, amen. Amen. So in the book of uh, Acts, the 7th chapter, we have Stephen who is given a discourse upon the uh, Old Testament and its prophets. And he is letting them know from the beginning of, of Abraham up until the time of the crucifixion of Christ, the prophecies of Jesus. Because he's preaching Jesus Christ and the resurrection and through him one must be saved. And now this is a new thing and he is at the uh, center with the Jewish council and they're questioning him because they say you have been speaking blasphemy against the law and against Moses. But he reminds them in the discourse of the scriptures that are written that everything that he is speaking of, he is preaching about is already written regarding Jesus the Christ. And if we look at our lesson in Acts the seventh chapter, I, uh, did some thinking, and God, by uh, the way of the Holy Spirit, told me to meet the people where they're at. The King James Version of the Bible is very profound, very prolific. I love it with all my heart, but some people's understanding may not be at the level as other people. So therefore, we want to meet people where they're at. Paul says, I become all things to all men, so that I may win some to Christ. And I want to make sure that you who are listening are, understand the Word of God in its entirety and its completion. So we're going to be uh, reading our scriptures now from the New International Version of the Bible and maybe the New American Standard as the Lord sees fit. I'm going to order a parallel Bible which has uh, three or four different translations. So when I do uh, read the Bible, we can... look at these translations. As a matter of fact, I would advise all people who are Christians to have a, uh, a parallel Bible. A parallel Bible gives you uh, different translations like the New King James Version, the King James Version, the New International Version, the New American Standard Version, the, the Message Bible, etc. And that way you can have a clearer understanding upon reading and studying the Bible. Let's go now. We're looking at Acts the 7th chapter. We're going to look at, verse, start verse 35. And, and uh, Stephen is continuing his discourse to the council. And he's talking about Moses. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? These are the children of Israel, okay, complaining. This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in a bush. This man led them out performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. He's telling them something that they already know, but he's reiterating it to them so that they know what he's speaking of when he speaks of Jesus Christ. All this is leading to the death and the resurrection and the blood of Jesus and how he came to save souls. And he continues in verse 37. This is the Moses who said to the Israelite, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. So Moses is prophesying the the, the, the walk of Christ or the birth of Christ or the mission of Christ as a Messiah, that God will raise up a, a person from amongst the brethren, a prophet like me. A prophet like me, meaning he'll be a prophet and a teacher, yet he was the son of God. Continue with verse 38. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He's talking about the angel who appeared to him and gave Moses this message. He received Moses, he received living oracles to give to us, meaning Moses received the two tablets of the Ten Commandments. Verse 39. Our fathers refused to obey him, but thrust him aside, and in their hearts they turned to Egypt. When Moses received the Ten Commandments, the forefathers of the children of Israel refused to obey the commandments. All right? They thrust them aside. They put them aside. You know, people... (laughs) Sometimes don't want to obey the word of God, so you want to live your life, some folks, as they want to live, and they put away the word of God. Or they put what or they want to take out in, in what they want of the word of God and put in what they want of the word of God and live accordingly as they want to live. But you cannot delete the word of God. You cannot add on to the word of God. It is written as it is written, and we must follow it. And live it accordingly. It's not. It's not according to what you think or what you say or what you feel. Not one time did Jesus teach on in all of his teachings on how he felt. Everything was from the word of God, from his from his Father, and him being the Son of God teaching the word of God. Okay. He continues talking about the children of Israel and when they were in Egypt okay and they turned back to Egypt this is when Moses went up to the mountain okay here's what happened and they said to Aaron this is Moses brother make for us gods who will before us who will go before us as for this Moses who led us out from the land of Egypt we do not know what has become of him so they got impatient when Moses went to receive the oracles, the Ten Commandments for God, and they told Aaron, his brother, make us a god because we don't know what happened to Moses. Verse 41. And they made a calf in those days and offered a sacrifice to the idol and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away and gave them over to worship the, the host of heaven as it is written in the books of the prophets. So they made a calf of gold, and they start worshiping the calf because they got impatient in waiting on God. Don't get impatient in waiting on God and become as these people have and make an idol as your God. See, anything that is not God that you put before God has now become your God, and that God is an idol God. You, it, it can be anything from your job, your money, your house, at home, your 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 fine things, your car, your husband, your wife, your children. If you put anything before God, that God has become an idol God, and that's who you are worshiping. So they are worshiping this idol God Who Aaron, who they made as a calf in 42, but God turned away and gave them over to worship the host of heaven. They turned away from God and they started worshiping the idol God. And he says, and they said, did you bring me to slain? God said, did you bring to me slain beasts and sacrifices during the 40 years in the wilderness O house of Israel, because that's what they did when they was in the wilderness. They worshiped God, and they brought sacrifices unto him. And God says now, in verse verse 43, You took up the tent of Moloch, and the star of your God, refound the images that you made to worship, and now I will send you into exile, exile beyond Babylon. Because the children of Israel, in their 40 years, Worship other gods. God allowed them to be taken captive into the Babylon empire. God will allow some things to happen to you when you are disobedient. Period. The end. Okay? If you're going to do wrong in the sight of God and you know God, in the pardon of your sins, yet you continue to do wrong, something's going to happen somewhere along the line. And this is what happened to the children of Israel. Something happened somewhere along the line. Your disobedience will have to be dealt with. Now, check check this out, because God deals with us as children. And if we be disobedient, God got to get our undivided attention. and, And with that comes sometimes punishment. Okay, so the best thing to do is don't be disobedient. Okay? Now, Stephen continues with his discord and says, Our fathers had the tent of the wilderness in Jerusalem just as he spoke to Moses, directed him to make it according to the parent that he had sent. He's talking about the, uh, the, 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 the tabernacle. The the, the 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 covenant the covenant the covenant of God sat in the tabernacle of God, which they built, in which the, in which the oracles of God was put into it, the 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 tablets. Okay. Now he says, our fathers in turn brought it in with Joshua. That is the ark of the covenant when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our fathers. So it was until the day of David. They brought in the Ark of the Covenant with the tablets of the Ten Commandments. And it was a a powerful thing to the enemy because that was the word of God. And, And with that, they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our fathers. They took the land. They drove out their enemy that God had promised them. And he did that. So it was until the day of David. So Stephen is continuing with this discourse. All of this happened until the day of David. Now, here's what he said. David, in verse 46, Acts 7, chapter. David, who found favor in the sight of God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. Huh? Meaning a place for the Ark of the Covenant to rest itself. You want to build, you want to build. A place for God, but it was Solomon who built the house for Him. It wasn't David, but it was his son, King Solomon. Now, uh, uh, Stephen continues. Yet, verse forty-eight: The Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophet said. The Most High God does not dwell in the in a house made by hands. We have churches where we go to worship, and the edifices thereof are very good and beautiful, and it's good to be there, but God does not dwell in the temple itself. Okay. Now, Stephen's continue, and they're listening. The Sanhedrin council is listening, and they say, Peter says, I mean, Stephen says, now he's getting ready to get real ugly. It's going to get ugly now, okay? See, when you correct people with the word of God and what it says, and what it says, not what I think it says, not what I uh, uh, I want wanted to say, but when you correct people with the word of God, sometimes they do not want to hear it, okay? But the Hebrews 4 and 12 says, The word of God is quick and powerful than any to Dividing the asunder of the heart and the and the joints and the marrow, and it knows the intent of man. The word of God is quick and powerful and cuts back and forth, okay? Now, when the word of God goes forth, not everyone is going to receive it. And some people get upset about it. But that's their business. If you get upset about me teaching and preaching the word of God, that's between you and God. I'm only preaching and teaching what the word of God says. Now, if you want to get an attitude about it, don't get it with me, get it with God. And that's the way any preacher, pastor should preach the word of God. Don't worry about those in your congregation. If they get upset, you're supposed to teach and preach. He, he. Paul told Timothy, preach and teach in season, be instant in season and out of season. That means, Sometimes folks are not going to like what is being said. And that's it, and that's all. They're not going to like what's being said. But you got to continue to preach and teach. Now, here's what happens. He's getting he get to the nooks and cranny of the matter. He's checking them. He say, verse 51, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. Y'all hard-headed and you're resisting God with an uncircumcised heart. Your heart ain't right. And you resist the Holy Spirit and you're doing it just like your fathers did in the wilderness. So do you at this time. He's continuing. Verse 52. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? All your forefathers Persecuted the, persecuted some prophets back in the day. And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one whom you have now betrayed and murdered. And he's saying, our forefathers killed the prophets who announced beforehand the righteous one, which is Jesus Christ. They killed them who were who were preaching and announcing the coming of Jesus Christ. Now, he says, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. Guess what? You guys, you guys have betrayed and killed Jesus, whom the prophets already were speaking of, the righteous one. You killed them because you, you killed, your forefathers killed them, and now he has come in the flesh, he is the righteous one, and he's saying, you have murdered, betrayed him, and murdered him. When? On the cross at Calvary. You, he says in verse 53, who received the law as delivered by angels did not keep it. Even though you got the law and you standing by the law, you ain't kept the law. Guess what? God knew that it was impossible for man to keep the law, the commandments of God. And that's why he sent this son. In Romans eight, I think it's three say, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. The law could not uphold the commandments of God. The law could not, we could not keep the law. It was impossible, why? Because I'm in my flesh. And I'm in my flesh, and I want to serve the things in my flesh versus what the law is. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. Excuse me. I'm trying to do. Thou shalt not. But in me dwelleth no good thing, even though I want to do what's right. But how to perform what is good, I find not. But the evil, the good that I should do, I do not. But the evil which I would not do, that I do. Because the law, I'm in mean the flesh. And he continues and says, You who received the law as delivered by angels did not keep it. You, you guys didn't even keep the law. Huh? You didn't do it. But God sent his son, whom you murdered, whom you betrayed and murdered, on the cross of Calvary when you crucified him. Now, check this out. Acts 7.54. Stephen has gave his discourse. He's done. He's preached. Now, here's their reaction. Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand. They're upset with him. They're enraged, they're angry, and they uh, gash their teeth at him. But he, Stephen, even though they're doing this, full of the Holy Spirit, saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand. Something's about to happen. And this is what Stephen said in verse 56. Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Even though y'all saying and acting this way towards me, guess what? I see heaven, and it's open, and I see Jesus standing at the right hand throne of God. And what they say about that, verse 57. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear the truth. They cried out and stopped their ears. They they, they plucked ah, and they rushed at him. This is what they did. Verse 58. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. That's what they did. I want you to know. When they stoned somebody, it was a pit, which was twice the height of the person that they're stoning. So they threw them out of the city, cast them away from them. See, they don't want to do this around other folks. They want to do it away from folks. It's the death sentence. But it's being carried out by the people, by the people. Understand, not by the law, but by the people. It's a whole crowd. The Jewish council, they all was upset with him. And everybody else was listening. And they cast him out the city and stoned him. Now let me tell you about this stoning. They took off his clothes. They threw him in a pit. Two men would pick up a stone that was very, very heavy, and they dropped it in the pit on the person whom was being stoned. And guess what, if that person did not die, this is what happened. They would take stones, everyone else, and they would stone this person to death until they died, and this was, This is what is happening to Stephen. And they stoned him. And the witnesses, I'm in verse 58, Acts 7 chapter. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. Very important to understand this. They took off their coats. Right? Right? And they laid their coats down before this man named Saul. And the reason why they took off their coats is so he could be a witness as to what they're doing. And they had had more comfort in picking up stones and stoning Stephen without those coats on. Verse 59. And as they were stoning Stephen, he's alive. And they're stoning him to death. He called out, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Almost like Christ on the cross, when he gave up the ghost, he said, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he cried out and gave up the ghost, his spirit. And Stephen is saying the same thing. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Stand fast as a Christian on the word of God, regardless of what happens. You see, Christians are dying everywhere. We're being persecuted everywhere. They're killing Christians. But stand on the word because the Bible says, Jesus said, don't fear him who can take the body and not the soul, but fear him who can take both the body and the soul into hell and that's him Jesus Christ God the Father himself okay so we have no fear because once we give our life to Christ we have a building of God not made by hands eternal in the heavens, where there'll be no more dying no more sickness no more crying no more pain no more trials no more tribulations we have a new body in that great getting up morning. Remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye you know that your labor is not in vain.
0: Join us next week as Reverend Gray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching on the book of Acts at gospolother90.com.